I'm like, I'm going to build this amazing brand. It kind of evolved as we went. And, and then I'll, I'll, I'll walk through what was easy and what worked for building a really amazing brand in the first five years and what has been harder. That's my guest this week, Trevor Mock, who's the host of the Carrot podcast and CEO of Carrot, one of the fastest growing software companies, according to Inc. Magazine, where they helped the nation's top real estate investors and agents pull in over 3 million online leads in just five years. We have quite a wide ranging talk where Trevor shares how he's built uh, the brand of Carrot, the culture, and then we get into uh, more detail around where investors go wrong with brand creation. I've split this into two parts. So the first part uh, you'll get today, and then in about three or four weeks, uh, you'll find part two. Uh, enjoy the show. Before we get started, if a website that generates consistent leads for you is of interest, uh, there is a very special offer uh, with Carrot, uh, which is in the show notes uh, for any listeners of the Personally Brandtastic podcast. Welcome to the Personally Brandtastic podcast, where we help you build your personal brand and business so that people can find you easily, want to work with you, and can't wait to refer you. My name is Paul Kopkin, and every day I work with real estate investors, professionals, and business owners who want to stand out from the crowd and attract more of the right opportunities without feeling inauthentic or spending all day doing it. It's all about communicating how personally brandtastic you are. Because marketing is how to get their attention, but personal branding is why they choose you. Now, back to the show. Okay, welcome, Trevor. Thanks for joining us today. Obviously, I, I, I want to get into detail in a little bit for you, or for you to explain to the listener what Carrot is and what Carrot mm -hmm. does. But perhaps if we can kind of take a couple of steps back first and, you know, what's your take on branding? How do you explain branding and how do you differentiate maybe branding from marketing? Yeah, it, it's a good question, man. And I think it's something that a lot of people have asked that, you know, what is branding? What's marketing? Especially in the industry that we're in, where a lot of people do marketing and advertising a lot, but they rarely do branding. We're trying to get them to do it more. Uh, for me, Paul, branding is kind of like it's the personality. It's the essence of the company. You can feel it. Uh, you can sense it. You can experience it. Um, and also, it's, it's the thing that hopefully people recall when they first think of your company. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, our company is named Carrot, and we'll dive into some of the details here in a bit. But one of my aims when I started Carrot with our brand was I wanted it to be when, when people saw everyday things in their life, like the color orange or literally a vegetable carrot, that they would think of our company, and then they would have a feeling behind what that means to them in their life. And so that, to me, is, is what branding is. And, and so how did you tackle that with, with Carrot? And, and tell us a little bit about what Carrot is, uh, perhaps, first. Yeah, so so this kind of this kind of goes towards the marketing side of the question. So we actually help uh, real estate investors and now real estate agents uh, market better online. And so, as an example, if you were to look at Zillow, and if you're, if you were to go to to Google and type in a phrase like um, "homes for sale Seattle" or "homes for sale," you know any phrase around homes for sale, you're probably going to find Zillow or Realtor.com towards the top of every Google search in in America, right? For homes for sale. Now, if you're to look for motivated house seller searches like Sell My House, uh, Portland, Sell My House Fast, Seattle, We Buy Houses, Cash Home Buyers, any phrase that a motivated house seller would search in, uh, our clients dominate Google in almost every city in America and going up into Canada and South Africa now as well. And so we are the Zillow of motivated house sellers. Um, and we help people launch a website, uh, attract the person 
through our high, high converting and high performing website, rank will get ranked well in Google and then convert the, the highest, most motivated leads uh, into seller leads, buyer leads, things like that. Right. Um, so we help people market better. Uh, and the, the branding side of it's interesting because my previous company, Paul, uh, and feel free to interrupt me or guide me on a different yeah. direction because I'll go, I'll go, I'll go okay. on this. But in, in, in the previous company, to give people context for where Carrot is and how branding really played a, a really big role in it, uh, we're about 60 employees. We're not venture funded. We're bootstrapped, a remote company uh, based here in small town, Oregon. Uh, we have about 10 of our employees here. We do have an office. You know, I'm in an office, but uh, it's mainly because I wanted to have an office. People aren't required to work in here. Uh, but we do do events here. We have other offices here that the Carrot team members will work, work out of that are local or people will come in uh, from across the country and work out of here, uh, you know, a couple times a year uh, during our retreats. But uh, in my previous company, Paul, is very marketing based. Everything that we did, we had to send something out there, create a new campaign, direct mail, you know, pick up the phone and call, whatever it was. We had to send something out and then the business had to come back. And that's really, really good when you're using what I call evergreen marketing, like SEO, ranking well in Google. But it's harder when you use what I call hamster wheel marketing, which, which creates an ebb and flow in your business. And in that time, I was starting to kind of resent my business because it, it, we were on this hamster wheel. I made really good money. I made really good money doing what I did. At the end of the year, you'd look at the tax statement and go, man, as a 20-something-year-old kid, he's making well into the six figures, but I was stressed every month. And so when I was making a transition away from that business into what I was, what I was wanting to do next, I wrote down these, these what I call five non-negotiables, Paul. I said, let me look at every business I've ran up to this point and what are the things I don't like about them? And then I, and then I learned um, years ago, it's like oftentimes to find what you do want is you find what you don't want, the biggest pain points, and then you just do the opposite of that. And I'm going to read a few of these and how that led into branding and how it led into what we're doing with Carrot is one of the big ones was I didn't like the inconsistency and unpredictability of my lead flow and my income. Okay. Another one is I didn't like that we weren't building a long-term valuable asset, right? We were putting out marketing, closing sales, but it wasn't an asset that we were really building. And those were two of the five. Uh, one other one was have fun and be different. Like I, I wanted to have fun in my business. It, feel, it felt like we were just putting out products instead of like really building something special people could relate to. And so as I was looking at my next business, I said, my next business has to match all five of these, including building a business that's consistent and predictable, that is a long-term and valuable asset that's fun. And for me, that's really what started to lead towards branding as a key part of what we were doing. Because I knew that if we were able to build our business on what we call evergreen marketing online as SEO, but also evergreen marketing offline or online as branding, it takes a lot of time to build up a brand. But man, when you've got the brand, things start to really take off. So that, that's kind of how it birthed. I'll talk, toss it back over to you. We can go into as so much detail as you want. Are those, uh, have those five, uh, five steps kind of become your guiding kind of principles or values? Is that the it's same? It's a good question. I, I would say those five non-negotiables were my personal um, business principles or business um, requirements. So they aren't, they aren't published here at Carrot, where, where Carrot looks at them. They're me as an entrepreneur saying, to fit into my life plan, you know, that vision story that I've got, what must the business be like and what must be true about any business I run? So 100% for me, they're literally on my computer um, you know, screen right now. They're, they're there. They're, they're, there's a big button. I can click it and it pops up with my five non-negotiables. I talk about them every month. 
Um, so that's a guiding post for me. Now across the, the office from me, and if I could turn the camera, I'd show you, I, I guess I could. Uh, we have our carrot core values that are well-branded. Those are the guiding principles for carrot. And they, they fit in with that, but they're not the same. And, and what made you choose real estate investing? And how did, how did you end up in a small town in Oregon? Yeah, so I, I grew up in a small town in Oregon, not the one I'm living in now, but um, grew up in a town called Klamath Falls, Oregon. Uh, went to college at a place called Oregon Institute of Technology. Great college for engineers and technical, not great college for business, which is what I went there for, business marketing and entrepreneurship. But then my wife and I moved to Portland, Oregon, which for us is big city. Uh, then we got out of the big city after she got out of college, uh, out of her master's degree, and we moved down to the next best opportunity for her in the medical field, which is where we live now in Roseburg. And so that, that was kind of one of the cool things that you can, when you do brand well, and when you run an online-based company, you can do it anywhere. And so we just said, let's build something that is in an area that we care about. And that kind of has become part of our brand here at Carrot 2. Uh, literally next week, Paul, uh, it's it's um, Thursday now when we're recording this. People are going to fly in on Sunday for an event that we have called Carrot Camp. And it's a two-day event. They pay thousands of dollars to be here. It's a small group of people. But people come to the middle of nowhere, Oregon, from New York City, from Boston, from all over the place because of the brand that we've built and the feeling that they get when they get here. Yeah. I'm almost sensing that there's a, a true kind of underneath community or, or almost fam family feel. Is that? Yeah, it, it, it definitely is family feel. And I think it's mission based, which once again goes back to brand. I, I really feel with, with a brand, uh, there were the two parts I mentioned before. I think it should be easily recognizable. Uh, in my eyes, when people see something, they should, they should, that should trigger to them to think about your brand, ideally something in the everyday world, but then it should give them a feeling, right? And the feeling is our mission. It's our values. It's what we believe in. It's how we do business. It's, 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 it's the causes that we support. And so that is what kind of attracts that community around us is the people that feel similar things, have similar values that, that want to make similar impacts. Um, see a hundred percent, there is a tight community and it all goes back to the initial feeling of the brand. And, and how do you maintain that as you've, as you've grown? Cause now you say you're 60 employees, mm -hmm. multiple set, or now you're into eight figures. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that becomes a very different business from maybe two or three of you sitting in a room. Yeah. Creating, creating websites. So. Man, it, it's definitely hard. And, and, and if you're cool with it, I'll go over the, some of the evolutions of how we've gone over the years. Cause I, I'm not going to tell you that. From day one, I'm like, I'm going to build this amazing brand. It kind of evolved as we went. And, and then I'll, I'll, I'll walk through what was easy and what worked for building a really amazing brand in the first five years and what has been harder as we've, as we've grown. Um, and so right out of the gates, when, when I wrote those five non-negotiables and I said, I want to build a business that matches these five, you know, that's consistent, predictable, that, that we have fun in, that's building a real, uh, tangible, valuable asset. Uh, one of the other ones was that I can work in that business within my unique abilities. I'm, I'm pumped about what I do. And then the last one was I wanted to build a, a business that really has a real purpose where it hits me in the core, where I just naturally am talking about the impact and the purpose that we have all the time. And it's not a forced thing. And so when we started the company, I knew that with, with our product, it works in, it's going to work for any high margin service business. It could work for attorneys. Yeah, you know, we have people that are using this for way different reasons than real estate. But I know real estate really well. I started investing in real estate when I was 21 in college, bought a four-unit apartment building with no money down, like literally TV infomercial stuff. No money down, uh, no credit, none of that stuff. I still have that four-unit today. 
And then I started doing some other real estate and I started uh, generating leads online. I, 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 said, I realized I liked marketing as my active thing I focus on. I didn't really love real estate as my active thing I focused on. And so I got really good at online marketing and I paired the two together. And so when I was looking at what this new business would be, I had these ideas. I had these things kind of cooking in the back of this previous company that ended up turning into Carrot. But when I was thinking about the brand, I'm like, and this is one of the big lessons I think people should, should have when you're thinking about a brand for your company is where do you want this thing to be in 10, 20 years, not in one or two? You know, what's the opportunity you think that there might be in 10 or 20 years, not the opportunity you see today? And the opportunity I saw today was solving this problem of making it so the real estate industry actually had websites that performed rather than just getting online. Wix can help you get online but they wouldn't help you perform and you're losing leads and deals every single month by having a Wix website or having a custom WordPress site. And so I knew that that's the problem we can solve, but I also knew that we might grow beyond real estate someday. And so when I picked the, the company logo and the name and what would become our brand, I said, I want it to be fun and playful. I want it to be something that um, is different in this industry. Like uh, the color, has anyone owned this color yet in the industry, right? Has anyone owned this color yet? If not, I'm going to own this color. And so I started looking in the industry, what, what are the colors of the logos and brands that people are using? Almost all were like blue and green and some red. No one was using orange. So I'm like, sweet, orange is, orange is on the list. Um, and then I started thinking about, well, what could be fun? What could be playful? What could we do some cool things with? And what is meaningful? And what popped up was I was going like, what is a website? Well, a website shouldn't be a brochure. And this took about a month. It took about a month and probably 30 terrible business names. <laughs> but then I was laying there one day after just racking my brain and a bunch of bad ideas. I'm like, I want it to be broad enough to work to go into any industry. And even if this whole concept didn't work, we could pivot the company into something completely different if we wanted to. And we wouldn't have to change the company. We could still use the brand, right? Build brand equity that you can pivot. And so I thought, what should a website be? Well, it should just be a carrot. Like you're dangling a carrot in front of somebody that they bite. All right. And I go, oh man, carrot, orange, bam, mash the two together. We can have some fun with that. And so we went all in on that. Um, start, we started doing things like, uh, let me show you this real quick. As, as we talk about brand, if I were to kind of show you around the office, once we nailed that, we said, how do we own the color orange in our industry? How do we build, how do we make it fun for people and build that brand ethos that people can connect to? Um, how do we make it so, so in a, a normal everyday inanimate object like a carrot, when they see it, they can think of, of us. And so we started to produce things. Um, as an example, we've sent out thousands of these water bottles. I'm always drinking on one of these water bottles. I want to see people using these and drinking with them and just they're, they're using them every day, right? right. Um, we've sent out probably four or 5,000 carrot dolls. Uh, we started with the first carrot doll. We got the idea from Ikea. Walked through Ikea one day. They had this whole section of plush vegetable dolls. And I'm walking in there, Paul, I'm like, who would ever buy a broccoli vegetable doll or this one or this one? And I saw the carrot ones. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get, I'm going to fill up the blue bags with all of the carrot dolls. And so I walked out of there. We started mailing them out to people. People loved them so much. They would post them on social media. They'd put them in the back, you know, on their shelf, on, on their videos. They'd, they'd give them to their kids. They'd give them to their dogs. And they'd post them up. We're going, this is something here. If we can connect our brand with things that they care about, their animals and their children, then we can really drive deeper on the brand than we ever thought we could. And so we started making the farmer carrot, which is like lead farmer, the super carrot, which is when you're crushing and get your first hundred thousand dollar deals, uh, coach carrot, his pants are gone. My kids took the pants off the coach <laughs> carrot, but, um, 
yeah, we, we started a role at Carrot called The Coach, and it's modeled after my coach who literally comes in here and in, into our office gym three days a week, and we have other carrots as well. And so we started sending out these. Uh, if someone, if one of our customers was running, they're going on a fitness journey, uh, we'd send them out a nice orange carrot tee, just bright orange with the word carrot on it, the most comfortable clothes you can possibly wear. Uh, we always, you always buy the most, the highest quality. Don't buy crap people aren't going to wear. Highest quality, because people always say, these are the most comfortable shirt I wear. My wife stole mine. Can you send me another one? And so you always want to do things that people do, but or that they'll use. But, and I'll stop with this is, we started to go down the orange rabbit hole and the vegetable, the carrot rabbit hole so deep. We said, we want people posting these. We want, we want it so, to where anyone in this industry, when they literally see the color orange or they see a carrot, like the Instacart logo, we will get messages from our customers that said, hey, thought about you when I saw this. Hmm. And we started to, and, and it's amazing what has happened with that branding as it relates to color, and an inanimate object, and then the feeling that they get behind it. And you managed to grab the domain as well, which is. Yeah. So that, that, that's, that's another lesson, you know, that, that I learned during this process in branding is, is when you're online, your domain name, oftentimes people see as synonymous with your company name. Okay. And so when I was starting carrot, I found the best carrot domain I could at that time, which was on carrot. I tried to get getcarrot.com, but another company in Oregon literally started a company called carrot like the same month, which no way. is no. crazy. Uh, and they live an hour away from me. And so I called them up and they ended up having to go away from that company name and, and, um, and they have get carrots forwarded to their site. Still, we probably need to buy that one from them, but we had on, we had on carrot and on carrot was just fine for the first several years of the business. But what started to happen, Paul, was this. Um, as we're trying to control our brand and, and what people say about the company and the color orange and the vegetable carrot, uh, one thing that people started to say is they started to call us by our domain name. They started to say on carrot. Hey guys, you guys need to go get on carrot. Uh, you know, um, and, and, and that, that's how I was thinking about it is, Hey, what do you, what do you like? What's the software you're using? Well, I'm, I'm on carrot, right? Uh -huh. But they were calling our company name on carrot. And uh, it kind of hit me as this is 2018 or 2019, I think right after we had bought the domain, but I'd, I'd gone up to speak at events and I'd have to tell the person who I know well, like at each one of these events, hey, it's Trevor and it's with Carrot. It's not Investor Carrot anymore. It's literally just Carrot. And they would still announce me as Trevor with On Carrot because it was so ingrained into the way people spoke about our company. Interesting. And when we were looking at the opportunity to buy the domain, which that's a whole nother story and probably a, you know, 15 minute podcast took us four years to get it finally uh three three and a half years uh working with three different owners we lost it three times and finally had the opportunity to get it we spent way more than we ever thought we would but when we when we were sitting there making that decision in 2019 when we had the opportunity to buy this domain once and for all and we saw other carrot startups popping up in silicon valley and other things carrot for fertility carrot this carrot that we said, okay, we're probably not going to get the chance to buy this domain for a long time, if ever again. Mm. And if we're really wanting to own Carrot as the brand, we have to own the word. We've got to own the word. Because if we're going to grow outside of real estate and other things like that, we've got to own the word Carrot. How much will it be worth to us in 10 years if we don't own this? And if someone else owned it and we were still on, on Carrot, how much would it be worth? Right. And it's worth way more than the $600,000 we paid for it. So wow. 
um, it, it was a great investment. Once we bought that, it really solidified Carrot as, uh, you know, as the brand. And where are you now as a company? Where we are in this company now, we're right around 60 employees, you know, over the, the $10 million mark. And, and the big challenge once you cross over eight figures is strategy. You know, it's, it's strengthening the strategic, strategic depth in the leadership team at Carrot. Um, you know, hiring the next VP or the, or the first VP or the, the next C-level and or documenting strategy better. And so what I've been working on the last two to three weeks is like over the last 10 to 15 years, the last eight years with Carrot, I've, I've, I've done, you know, a thousand plus split tests. We've written articles on lots of them, but that's what became the Carrot platform that has worked so well. Right. But when I'm not in there working on the Carrot websites every day, like it was the first four or five years of the business, knowing Oh, I put this, this, this button is this size and these words in it because this test we ran over here, right. you start to build a team and then the team doesn't have that knowledge and they either start changing things that we know work because they just want to change them or they don't know why something works. And right. so that's where I've been going in the last two weeks, literally every thing on our websites forms. Uh, and then you look at forms of call to action areas, like why are the buttons the way that they are? Link, let me link to the split test we've done. And, it's like insanely thorough, probably the most thorough on how to make a website perform with conversion and SEO that there definitely is in the real estate industry, but that's all going to be an internal tool. Right. So uh, I've got a couple of uh, questions I like to ask guests before we kind of wrap up and, uh -huh. and you can tell people how to get a hold of you. Uh, do you have a favorite personal brand and who is it and, and why? And so by personal brand, are, are you talking like a person, not a company? Yeah, an individual. Yeah. Man. Um, this is just one that pops up for me. There, there's, I'm going to give you two, but they're kind of similar. And that's probably why I resonate with both of them. They actually kind of even look similar, but um, <laughs> I've always loved Richard Branson and, and his kind of playful, high energy brand that is also like big thinker, right? Richard is big thinker, opens up the, our minds, but he's playful and fun and he's not all serious, right? Uh, Elon Musk is kind of the opposite. He's big, big thinker, huge, crazy, smart. He's not really you know, but he's not really like the type of personality that Branson is, but it doesn't seem like he's having a lot of fun. Right. And so I'm like, I really love Branson. And then the other guy that's kind of similar to Branson, but at different scales, Jesse Itzler. I started to follow him this last year or two. Um, uh, amazing guy. I follow him on, on, on Instagram. He was one of the founders of Marquee Jets, sold it to Warren Buffett. Uh, one of the founders of Zico Coconut Water, sold, sold it to Coke. And then he founded a, um, a bunch of other things after that. But his wife is Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx. They own part of the Atlanta Hawks. But the thing that I love about it is they're big thinkers. They've done big things in life. But dude, he is so down to earth. And he's wanting, he's wanting like his brand is that you go out there and live life to the fullest. And he does it every day on in his Instagram. I love it. Hmm. Awesome. I'm going to check him out. Yep. Uh, do you have a recommended business book or podcast? Oh, boy. Um, Recommended podcast, and this probably both of these are probably like in seasons for me. And this is one that pops up for me, but one that I keep going back to. Um, and this reason I'm going to name this one uh, there's a guy named Noah Kagan, and Noah Kagan owns sumo.com. Um, it's a, a nine figure year business now, and I, I just really enjoy his style. So it's, uh, I think it's literally called the OK Dork podcast or the Noah Kagan podcast. He has really interesting guests on there really interesting conversations. It's always new. I, I, I like his style. Uh, if I'm looking for something, I, I plug into his oftentimes. 
business book, um, same thing, like I probably have 20, but it depends on like for what purpose. Um, the one that I'm going to go because I've been, I've, I've been going to it quite a bit lately. I'll give you two. I'll give you one for like early in the stages and then one for where I am now. The one for early in the stages is the pumpkin plan. I love it. Mm. Mike McCallowitz, simple book. Yep. I've read, I've only read 16 pages of it, but I probably bought the book for a hundred people. I stopped at page 16. I'm like, that's all I needed. I shut it, shut it. Um, Mike's been on our, on our podcast twice. Amazing, simple concept. Everybody should go get the pumpkin plan, especially if you feel overwhelmed, especially if you're hitting stagnation in your business, especially if you feel like you got too much going on. Uh, the other one now for where I am now is a book that almost no one has heard of. I've never had anyone other than some friends of mine who have ever heard of this book. And so uh, it's called The Great CEO Within. Mm-hmm. And it's by a guy named Matt Moshari. I uh, learned about him through my coach. and I've had a chance to meet Matt. But Paul, it's like uh, Matt, Matt is one of the mentors of some of the biggest Silicon Valley companies out there. And the thing I love about this, and I'll show the table of contents on the video here, is it breaks down in such clear tactical detail exactly what a CEO should be doing in their business. Exactly. It gives you tactics. There's no fluff in this book. Like a chapter might be 14 sentences. That's it. And it's done. It's like, hey, here's what you, this is all you need. So anytime I'm stuck or I'm like, dude, how should I do that? I pull up the great CEO within. I go to that chapter, pull up that tactic or that strategy, and I go implement it. Cool. A couple of great recommendations there. Yep. And do you have a current tool or resource that you're enjoying using at the moment? Um, the, the biggest one, I'm, I'm going to give ones that are free for everybody because I use these a lot. It's honestly, uh, I use Apple Notes a ton. And I share these Apple Notes with my assistant or with others. Um, and I've got all kinds of things on here. One that, one that pops up whenever I'm doing reading, I've got this one called Life Truths. And it's you know stuff that I want to lock in for the rest of my life that are are principles that I want to follow, that I want to teach to my kids. You know, here's some from a book I'm reading right now about protecting your attitude. And I do podcasts on these. So I love Apple Notes. And then going to the podcast part, honestly, Paul, I use Apple Voice to record my Trevor truck talks when I'm driving. Right. So I use those a lot. Um, those are kind of the not fancy tools, but I use the heck out of them. They're simple and they're free. Okay. Now I know you have a, a yearly um, kind of uh, planning and part of that is Yep. Putting a quote on your wall because that's how I got there. Mine. We go. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. that was that was your idea. That's how it's how it's there. I love that, it. Do you have a favorite quote that inspires you or kind of drives you? Yeah, I'm I'm going. I'm honestly going back to to one that um, well, the one for this year's up there. So I put that one up this year. I'm like almost going back between those two and like championing those. So I'll, I'll read them for the audience here, but. One that I put up years ago uh, was action expresses priorities because I oftentimes find myself doing things that aren't the right things. And then I have to pull back and go, oh my gosh, like those things I'm doing are showing the priority. I'm saying the priority is here, but what I'm doing is over here. And so I always have to remind myself there, but the one for this year, uh, I've had to improve as an individual so much through this business. The business is the best tool for personal growth that I know, because if you're wanting to grow the business, you have to grow faster than the business. Um, and, and so, uh, the hardest mountain to climb is the one within, uh, that in challenges or, and opportunity ask, who do I, who do I have to become old habits must die and new must be born. So that's something I have to remember when things get really hard, man, I've got to pull back and go, okay, they're hard, 
because in certain areas, I have not grown enough to be able to have the privilege to make this easy in my business yet. Um, and then I have to ask, where do I need to grow to make that easy? Because if I were to work with someone with a $1 million, $2 million, $3 million business today, I'd be able to go into their business and the things I thought were hard then would be crazy easy for me now. The things that are hard for me now are crazy easy for someone who's at 30 million. And so that's the question, man. It's like, I got to become someone that's capable of dealing with this stuff. And if they're hard now, it's because I'm not capable of it. And there's a skill set and an attitude I need to adopt. I like it. So yeah. how, can, how can people find out more about you, uh, find out more about Carrot? What's yeah, the, 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 the biggest thing, go, go to Carrot.com where we have all kinds of free content. Everything is there, Carrot.com. But probably the spot people want to plug into the most is my podcast. I just go look up Carrot Cast um, on any you know, podcast tool. And this business or mindset stuff is the stuff I love to talk about the most. Now, that one comes out every Thursday. That's my truck talks literally record what's on my mind on the way to home. And then every Tuesday we come out with interviews just like this with some of our top customers. So find me on the carrot cast carrot.com is how you can connect with us as a company and find our content. And then Instagram, uh, I'm on there quite a bit and I answer all my DMS. So just find me Trevor.mock. That's M-A-U-C-H. Wonderful. Great. Well, thank you, Trevor. Uh, thanks for the insights today. And, and um, there's a lot for people to take away there and uh, wish you a brandtastic day. Cool. Uh, awesome. I appreciate it, Paul. I never take these opportunities for granted, man. So thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. And if there's any way I can help you or your audience more, just let me know. Wonderful. Thanks.